Welcome to Rogers Center, everybody. It's the Blue Jays home opener. On the mound for the Blue Jays is left-hander Hangin Rao, acquired in the off-season, making his Blue Jays debut. I don't know about you, Pat, but I'm excited to see him pitch. Am I ever? Well, I, I think I speak for everybody when I say, but, but it's time for baseball. Scram and I have never seen that. Swing and a drive! Wow! You called it, partner. It's time for baseball. <laughs> to me, he looks strong, powerful. You know who swing here reminds me of? Art Shamsky. Great comparison. Right on cue! I really like what Mark and Ross have done with the team this offseason. They, they brought in ball players. Well, but they sure did, Pat. Swing and a drive! And now, a message from the World Health Organization. Today, I send a message to all Canadians. Now is the time of most dire need for us to come together and work together to try to stop the spread of this virus. We know that you have already been told to self-isolate and to keep in your homes and to only go out for emergencies, and it seems most Canadians are doing that. But the virus is still spreading. Through much research and through much understanding of the virus, we have come to learn that it is mutating and evolving, and so we have new requirements of all Canadians. Along with staying in your homes, you are no longer to converse. That means you cannot longer use your voice for talking, screaming, or crying. All sounds must remain internal. Eye contact is no longer preferred. Any movement will trigger the virus. The virus now works on motion. You are to sit on your couch, or chair, or lie in a crib, or on the floor, and you are not to move. Try not to breathe too deeply as any movement in your body from breath could also trigger the virus. We understand that most Canadians will struggle with this as it is a very difficult thing to do. We understand a lot of questions will come up, like, How do I eat? How do I continue in this horrid, horrid hell that you have imposed onto me? What we are suggesting today, and things may change, but if you are starving, and keeping emotionally still, chewing and eating your bottom lip will be the best way to get nourishment. It is fleshy, soft, and right there by your teeth. We have been doing our research, and we find that eating your bottom lip could last you nutrients for up to four days. Over that time of four days, we are hoping other information will come out. However, it will be tough for us to find the information because we also will be rock still with a bloody, bloody face. We must stick together in this time, trust in this time, if we are to beat this. Good luck to all Canadians. Stay still and stay alive. When I heard the news, I didn't believe it. I can still remember the sound of my heart beating when my brother told me I would never see him play again. The news was all over social media, but it just seems like it had to be a hoax. It just didn't make sense. Sometimes an athlete transcends sports and becomes an icon, a hero, someone who speaks for an entire generation, a man who didn't see losing as an option, a husband, a father, one of the greatest to ever lace him up, an L.A. icon and across the globe, someone whose legacy ended too soon. Of course, we're talking about Mike Bolsinger. Michael P. Bolsinger was born in McKinney, Texas on January 29, 1988. 
Michael fell in love with the game of baseball at the tender age of five. Michael's father didn't love him, and Michael hoped that if he showed an interest in his father's favorite pastime, Big Daddy Bolsinger might show an interest in his life. He never did. It's actually a very pivotal moment in Michael's uh, life was when in grade nine, he it was when he started going by Mike. Uh, you see, there was another Michael in his class and the students were worried that they might end up inviting Michael Bolsinger to hang out by accident. And so he goes up to a couple of girls, okay, and he says, you know, you, you can call me Mikey if you want. And they said, no, you're just a Mike. And so that was sort of this defining moment in his life, something that he would always be fighting against is just being an average Mike. And so it's around this time that he has, he has the same realization that he had when he was five, that no one would ever love him unless he could throw a baseball harder and more effectively than anyone else. He developed a curveball described by Brooks Baseball as basically never swung at and missed compared to other pitchers' curves, which results in somewhat more ground balls compared to other pitchers' curves. You have to picture it kind of like a beach ball that was coming in right off his hand, and uh, guys were seeing all of it, and they were teeing it up, and they were crushing it. Some of the batters said that it seemed like a, a, a plane was taking off from the tarmac, and it really didn't help him that Bull Singer kind of went along with Mo Dingers. Mike was drafted by the Arizona Diamondbacks in just the 15th round, with only 450 players being taken before him. Let me put this in perspective. This is only one season out of many, many seasons where 450 players are being taken before him, okay? I don't even think GMs or owners are even a part of any deal that happens after the first 200 players. It was like some temp just drawing a name out of a hat. Bolsinger made his Major League Baseball debut on April 14, 2014. He pitched the 5th, 6th, and 7th innings, giving up two earned runs on six hits. And so then this strange thing happens in 2015, though. He's a member of the Dodgers, and he actually, he becomes an above-average pitcher. He posted an ERA of 3.62. He starts in 21 games, and he becomes the third-best pitcher on a pretty prolific Dodgers team with Clayton Kershaw and Zach Granke. Now... 2016 is a dog's lunch. Just forget about 2016. But then he has this opportunity in 2017. 2017 would bring Mike to the beloved Blue Jays of Toronto. Splitting time between Buffalo and Toronto, Mike posted a paltry 5.28 ERA, but just managed to stay on the big league roster through July. Mike pitched his last game in the big leagues on August 4, 2017, a day none of us remember. On this day, the Blue Jays lost 16-7 to the Houston Astros. And, and, and so then there's this mystery. We'll always be shrouded in a cloud of mystery about what he could have been had this this whole conspiracy not happened. You know, he his 4.92 career ERA, I mean, that could be, let's say, 4.8. His 8-19 record, maybe it's 10-17, and 17. and then that takes his negative career war, and maybe it makes it neutral. And so he's an average big leaguer. And you know what? I actually got a lot of time for an average big leaguer. It takes a lot to be average. You know, in fact, it actually makes you more than average nowadays, or, or at least it makes you average. And it sucks that we are robbed of seeing this Average guy, this average Mike, waltz out to the mound four times a year and gets shelled. And now where is he? Now he's just sitting on some couch in some small town eating Doritos and chugging Red Bull just to avoid going to sleep because he, he can't face his nightmares of what would have been. And that, that is about as average as it gets. Mike has never been heard from or seen again. I, that... That's not true. Uh, he has a class action lawsuit against the Houston Astros for defending his character. 
on a Saturday her young foe called to see if she'd like to go to see a show. But Miss Pig said, no, I'll tell you what you can do. Take me out to the ball game, take me out with the crowd. Oh, buy me some peanuts and crackers, Jack. I don't care if I never get back. Let me root, root, root for the whole team. If they don't win, it's a shame. For it's one, two, three strikes or out at the old ball game. Are you sick of being called a slimy little freak? Tired of people pretending they don't see you when you stare at them? Not quite ready to end it all and kill all the fuckers that wronged you and then turn the gun on yourself? Sounds like you're ready for a new face. New face lets you look the way you want. Simply send a photo of your ugly face as well as a drawing of the kind of face you'd like and we will send you a free estimate and a rendering of what you might look like with a new face. New face skin is made from all natural pig skin and only needs to be replaced every six months. Head to www.ripmeanewface.com and punch in the promo code Buck and Tabby for 10% off your first purchase. And if you order within the next hour, we will include a ski mask to protect your new face from sun melt. Absolutely free with some conditions. This whole COVID thing is the best thing. I know this is a fucked up thing to say because obviously it's not great to portray this as a good thing, but I'm just making the point that for the Astros, this is like the best thing. Nobody gives a shit about that anymore. I do. (laughs) (laughs) I'm never going to stop giving a shit about it, man. I just think that it's going to be a lot less by the time baseball starts again, if and when it starts again. Well, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Astros. I was doing a little doing a little uh, dive into their stats today, looking into what's going on in spring training because of course the huge question is how much did the cheating help? Are these superstars going to be lesser players now? And you might be happy to know as I am that Alex Bregman Hit 200 in spring training. They're all brutal, man. I think Jose Altuve was like below 100. The, I'm Brant, Brantley was still ripping it, but I mean, he wasn't even... Brantley wasn't there. Brantley's Brantley's a professional, man. He's Well, he's he was there dude. during the buzzer days. Yes. Springer's hitting 261. Altuve, 150. Correa's, Correa had a, a pretty decent spring. I hate that. I fucking can't stand Correa. But at least Bregman was bad. They're such a like great team to hate now because they've got like some really kind of despicable demeanors. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Some other exciting things about the Astros. I don't know if you have if you heard about the the Braves trolling them. No, I didn't hear that. When uh, they were <laughs> they were playing a spring training game, and when the Astros came out over the speakers, they played a song called "Sign the Sign" by Ace of Base. You know that song from the 90s? Oh, yeah. I, saw the I saw the sign. <laughs> and it opened up, and up my, my eyes. eyes. I saw the sign. <laughs> yeah. Do it I know was... that song? <laughs> I thought that was a fun, a fun little thing to do. I it's thought it was cool. really fucked up that they were removing signs from fans. It's like you can why you can have a sign? Are you kidding me? Like, how can you do that? Well, I guess it depends on what the signs are saying. Maybe they're inappropriate. Uh, they were just saying, like, you're cheaters. As far as I know, the signs, like, there was no cussing on the signs. There was no, like, racism or homophobia or anything on the signs. It was just, like, you're dirty cheaters. Like, trash can, trash can, whatever. And they took these signs away. Well, you know, they just can't stop stealing signs. <laughs> <laughs> we're addicted, man. I just can't stop. I don't even want to be doing that. I need signs. <laughs> I was just looking on Twitter, and there's uh, lots of fun little clips of of uh, people online playing MLB The Show 20. Just came out, just constantly just beating the Astros. <laughs> yeah. I didn't watch it, but I saw they uh, there was a um, article about it in my Google feed. <laughs> like people just can't stop hitting the Astros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I gotta get it. I haven't got. I haven't got the new show yet, but I want to get it and join in on the fun. <laughs> we can't see the real Astro players getting hit. I want to. I want to 
whip them with the ball and digitally get Nate get Nate Pearson out there crushing them with a hundred. <laughs> Listen, Rowdy lost fifteen pounds of fat, gained fourteen pounds of muscle. That just seems like such a, a weird thing to know and say. Like Rowdy gets interviewed. Hello, I have lost fifteen pounds of fat, but gained it all back in muscle. I know that for sure. <laughs> I literally read that in a news article. That's what he's saying. You're like, oh, uh, Rowdy, how was the off season? You know, same as fucking Vlad. They're, he's like, yeah, I had a great off season. They're like, oh, are you, you know, uh, he's like, yeah, I'm feeling great, trimmed up. And they're like, oh, well, you look the same. Rowdy. He's <laughs> well, like, well, I, actually, I've lost 15 pounds of fat. And they're like, oh, well, that's great. What are you down to? Well, uh, that was before I gained the 14 pounds in muscle. They're fat. They're, they're just fat. They're still fat. Vladdy does look bigger in the shoulders, but he doesn't look any thinner anywhere. His booty is huge still. No, I know. But he, I mean, sure, he might be stronger, but I just find this like narrative really crazy how it's like i had an amazing off season i'm in great shape and it's like uh <laughs> like why why are we being implicated in this yeah. line now you know what i mean yeah uh, <laughs> and, and vladdy too he's like so uh what what happened in the off season did you go on a diet and he's like no 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 didn't change anything about the diet still eating lots of chicken and rice and beans I've why just is that the thing that work. we're like like you don't like Chicken, beans, and rice—that's like what bodybuilders eat. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's not what he's eating. He's either drinking a fuckload of beer, or he just eats fucking anything. I don't know. Like you, you cannot just eat chicken, beans, and rice and look like that. I don't know what abuela is cooking for him. <laughs> I don't know what he's sneaking when abuela is not looking. You know? Does he love chips, <laughs> cake? Dominican cakes. I was supposed to do a fantasy draft tomorrow. What? When? Where? My my cousin wanted me to join this fantasy league. So is I there room? Joined. I need a fantasy league. I haven't joined one. <laughs> there was no room. It was only one. I mean, maybe now there would be because maybe somebody dropped out. But I don't even know if we're doing it tomorrow. And I've already done three mock drafts to get myself prepared. I was going to take Vladdy first. That's psychotic. No, it's not, because I'll tell you why. I pick ninth in this draft. Uh-huh. There's, there's two other teams in this draft that have names for their team that are Blue Jays-oriented. Okay? Okay. So even though Vladdy is, like I think, ranked like 50th in uh-huh. most projections of fantasy, those guys will take him if I don't. And I want him, because that'll just make it funner for me. It'll make the fantasy league funner. And... Who would be surprised if Vladdy had a fuck? It's an offense-only league, right? There's no defensive metrics in this fantasy league. So I'm, I was going to take him first. And if somebody else ripped him in the top eight, I was going to take Bo. But you're going to lose. Dude, I don't, I just want, I don't want to <laughs> just like get a bunch of players I don't like and win. Like, you know what oh, I mean? Like, I, I want to play spot. against you then because I want to win. <laughs> you won't win. You won't fucking win. Just because I make one emotional choice, maybe five. Doesn't mean that all my other choices wouldn't okay. be solid. Uh, don't you remember? I feel like I've sent you pictures. I was shown when I was playing fantasy baseball. I sent you a picture confirming ESPN, telling me that I was in the 99th percentile of all fantasy players with my team. That's how good my team was. I would beat you. There's no chance that you could beat me there is a chance that i could beat you and i would beat you i put a lot of work into this and yeah maybe i take vladdy first and people out there are like what a fucking moron why would you take vladdy first blah that's a nolan arenado slot blah doesn't matter i'm taking fucking vladdy vladdy's gonna hit 330 with 42 bombs (laughs) and that's in a shortened season shortened (sighs) We got we got to get into a league together somehow, for the good of the podcast. You know, um, I was looking at starting a league, but the minimum teams you can have is four. Yeah, I mean, I already paid forty bucks to do this one. I don't know if I'm not gonna. My my finances have been depleted from this pandemic, so unless Justin Trudeau relieves my rent, 
Well, we don't have to put money on ours. I mean, you already, how many bets have you already lost to me that you owe me for? Like, I'll just add it onto the credit line of credit. <laughs> I, owe you that you for, have in bets. I owe you for a microphone. I owe you a couple bets that I lost. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. What was that Vladdy bet that he would have the best OPS on the team by July 1st or something like that? Yeah, it's something stupid like that. He Fuck. wasn't even close. He was close. <laughs> But I'm pretty sure it was fucking Sogard that was that beat him or something. Like it was something fucking r- ridiculous. He wasn't even second. Regardless, he still had a <laughs> plus 800 OPS. You tried to double up with some other stat too. I think walks or something or on base percentage. That you... No, it wasn't that. Are you sure? I'll do a fucking over under with you right now. Thinking up on top of my head, I'm gonna get all my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait. Are you sick of experiencing friction on your rectum when you're pushing your suppository inside your butthole? Are you confused about whether it's pain or pleasure you're feeling when you push your pills in your poop hole? Try Slipository today! Slipository is the slipperiest suppository solution ever created. And the best thing about it? Slipository is shipped discreetly and directly to your back door. You'll never be embarrassed again! Listeners of the Buck and Tabby Show can head to www.slipperysecret.com and punch in the promo code Buck and Tabby for 20% off your second order. Slipository makes your butthole the slipperiest it's been. Yeah. In, uh, in 2015, I got this crazy eye infection. Hold on, 2015. Go on. 2015, I got this crazy eye infection. And I was uh, a recurring role on this TV show called Rain. And uh, a terrible show. I'd already, sure, like I was going to say that myself, but then I was just like, maybe I won't rip everybody on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I was playing like this English council member who was a council member to the queen trying to encourage her to make the right choices that would benefit the council. Right, okay. So I shot uh, two episodes. You're an advisor. You're an advisor type. Yes, I'm an advisor type with my own underlying motives. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, so I shot a couple episodes already and I was supposed to like as far as I could tell this was going to be like a little great thing that I was going to shoot like every couple weeks you know make like 1500 bucks every couple weeks and so the third day of me shooting it was coming up and I had this fucking crazy eye infection but it was like a week away and I was like oh it should go away it should go away it just kept getting worse and worse and worse to the point where my fucking eye was like swollen over and uh, I had to tell my agent I was like uh like I got this crazy eye infection. I don't know what to do. Like I can't just. And she was like, she t- called casting. Casting talked to production, and production was like, get him to send us a picture. <laughs> so I sent a picture, and everyone was like horrified. They were like, oh my god. <laughs> but I think it was, uh, it was American Thanksgiving, and so it was this weird thing where they, because they'd already established me as a character, they didn't want to just break that. But they also couldn't get veto on casting from the executive producers because they were on American Thanksgiving holiday. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they came up with this idea that my character would just wear an eye patch, which I had never worn. Like, it, <laughs> and like, there's not even enough backstory about my character to even suggest that, like, why I would ever even be just all of a sudden wearing an eye patch. <laughs> so. So I show up on set and I have a trailer that has a note in it that's like basically saying, don't touch anything. We're going to do hair and makeup in a different trailer than everybody else is in. We're going to give you a PA who follows you around all day. The PA will be wearing plastic gloves. If you ever want anything, please ask the PA to grab it for you and he will give it to you if you ever want food or anything. In between takes as well as your eye patch, please wear these glasses. So they had these like, just like (laughs) non-perspective. 
prescription reading glasses that I had to put on my face to prevent me from touching my eyes and face with my hands. And they wanted me to keep washing my hands all day long. And they told me I had to do my own laundry, meaning like I just had because normally in like if you're shooting something you could just what? like take your clothes off and chuck them in the fucking trailer they asked me to bag my own clothes in these plastic bags and uh, take care of it myself so i'm in the fucking trailer i feel like a fucking goaler you know what i mean like i feel like it's just like brutal so i get a knock on the door like doosh, 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 and uh it's this kid who's like honest to god 17 years old and I answer the door. He's wearing plastic gloves and a face mask. <laughs> and he's like, hey, man. And I was like, hi. And he's like, uh, you need anything? It's <laughs> like, uh, no. Like, are you the guy who's following me around? Like, just some bottom of the rum kid who's like trying to make his way. And they ask him to deal with the infected person. And then he's like, so I'm supposed to walk you to your hair and makeup. And I was like, Okay, so he follows me and this is like a big parking lot with tons of trailers and the hair and makeup trailer is like pretty close to, you know, where you would go into the studio. We walk all the way to the other side of this like football field parking lot to this like dilapidated trailer in the back. I open up the door and oh, he opens up the door because I'm not allowed to fucking touch handles and I walk in and there's this hair and makeup person wearing plastic gloves i sit down and she looks at me and she goes you know what like honestly like you're good like you're you're good actually your skin's good your hair is good and i was like you're not gonna <laughs> you're not gonna put any makeup on me you're not gonna touch my hair she goes i think it looks great like it just it looks great so i think you're good <laughs> I'm sort of like not going to push it because I can tell that she's just worried. Like she nobody does not want to touch you. No. And I'm also just to be clear for the image here. I'm wearing an iPad. <laughs> you still got it on. I have and to. I've been told. Do you, the, wait, the wait, Do you have the iPad and the glasses on too? <laughs> no, just the iPad. So then I, I go in and I put my fucking costume on, which is so weird because it's like this elegant like fur fucking coat with golden jewels around my neck. And I wear like five rings of jewels on my hand. And uh, the director that day was one of the executive producers of the show or like one of the show runners, I, I guess I should say. And uh, like not a network guy, but like one of the creative sh uh, show runners. Mm -hmm. And I get on set. And like, you know, like things are a little bit tense, not because of me, just like tense because I don't know, maybe they're not getting their day. Maybe they're like behind or whatever. And uh, he comes on the set to do blocking and he just comes over to me and he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> Look at that eye patch. Fuck. <laughs> And then he goes, he goes, Let, let's just take a look at your eye. Like, how, how bad is this thing? Like, <laughs> pop that eye patch off. And so I lift up the eye patch and he goes, oh, fuck. <laughs> when he sees how swollen my eye is, he goes, yeah, fuck. I guess we're going to have to film with that eye patch. And then he goes, I'm normally standing in these scenes, like, you know, being the head of this council, talking to the queen. He gets me to sit and just like sort of put my head down. And I'm wearing an eye patch. <laughs> so so it, it's almost like I've got this crazy backstory that I, because in the last episode, I just stood up to the queen. And it's almost like she got me beat up. <laughs> like she got someone to rip my eye out. But like then when I had to go in months later to do uh, ADR, which is like sometimes they don't get the right audio quality for your voice. You have to re-record sure, yeah, your lines or whatever. Uh, I'm not saying that for you. I'm saying that I know. For I you. just realized that. <laughs> I see it, and they cut to me so fast that it's almost like they don't want anyone to notice that I'm wearing an eye patch. <laughs> I've never even watched this episode. Just remember, uh, it's just like so quick, and it's like you can like just see the eye patch, and then it goes away. And it was just and I lost. They never called me back in again. Uh, nothing like it, that was the end of it, just because of that fucking eye infection. And wait, so they didn't deal with any sort of end to your character? You're just there advising? No, but the like the character wasn't like somebody that you needed to end. I was literally just there for exposition and to provoke the like the one of the, the girl who's playing the 
the queen to I don't know, make decisions. That right. Okay. Plot. You didn't even know my name. Like it wasn't like I wasn't important, but it was just going to be this great thing that was going to help me financially is what it felt like. I wish that they had decided to create some sort of scene that explained your eye issue. <laughs> like someone like gouging it out with a knife or something. Well, it's funny because one of the one of the grips came up to me that day and he was like, brother, I think you may have just found something. And I was like, what do you mean? He goes, I could see this like blowing up and like you being a character <laughs> with an eye patch. <laughs> I was like, really? <laughs> and just nothing, nothing ever again. But I had like, that was like in this period where I was like starting to roll a little bit. I was on two other shows at the time with this fucking eye thing. And uh, it was awful. It just like fucking wrecked me. Ooh, you were in suits too. <laughs> You're just like... <laughs> Did you did you meet Meghan Markle, the Duchess of? of no, I, uh, she wasn't there. Whatever she's Dutching. None of the none of the females, none of the women. I don't even know what I'm allowed to say anymore. <laughs> none of the actors with longer hair were there that day. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Do you love cream and butter, or even whipped cream, or even? whipped butter. Mm. But ever since 2015, you realize you have a deadly allergy to dairy all of a sudden. Even if you've been eating it for 30 years, you just know that the next bite's gonna end you. Introducing a brand new dairy replacement product that will blow your mind. Poop Whip, an all-new creamy dairy-free product made from 100% animal feces, mainly snake and rat. When you crack the lid on your container of Poop Whip, make sure to turn away and hold your breath, because we don't deodorize Poop Whip to make sure we give you the most natural poop product. And once you start eating, keep on eating, because there's no preservatives. Poop Whip will replace your butter, whipped cream, and even body lotion with its revolutionary substance. Remember, at Poop Whip Canada, we say, if it looks like shit, and smells like shit and tastes like shit, it's probably Poop Whip. And don't forget, eat shit, dairy. Head to www.poopywhip.com and type in the promo code BUCKANTABBYEATSHIT for 20% off your first pallet of Poop Whip. So let's, let's, I know that this might not be a thing. You know, who knows when the season's going to get going, but I wanted to talk to you about what it seems like Charlie's lineup is again this season when Re- Ryu Hangang Wow debuted <laughs> um, <laughs> when when Hangang Rao debuted um Charlie lined up Bo Kevin Lourdes and then Vlad Vlad hitting cleanup and I wanted to talk to you about what you think about Vlad hitting cleanup because it seems like he's he was doing that last season seems like he wants to keep Vlad in that spot I, I know you've that. talked. Yeah, you you wanted you wanted him to be in the second. How many third, right? fucking times last year did Vladdy lead off the top or the bottom of the second or the top of the second with nobody on base? It was. I, I don't have any stats for that, but it would seem like a hated lot. Hated that. I he's got to be up in the first inning. Just make him your third. Like, what are we doing? You know what i I knew you were going to say that, and I was thinking about it, and I like it. I like what Charlie's doing here. Why? Because. Because I feel like maybe now, maybe last season, that's what was happening a lot. Maybe this season it'll still be happening. But I like the confidence that it's putting in this team. And it feels like a like a finishing blow to me when it starts to be successful. Because I feel like it's just like, this is what we think of you guys. We, we believe that one of Bo, Cavan, or Lourdes is going to get on base every time. And we believe that enough to gamble that in the ninth inning, Vlad's going to be able to get up and Vlad is going to finish the game. I mean, there must be some sort of like a metric or something where it's like if Bo or Kevin don't get on anyway, he's up third with nobody on anyway. But I still disagree with that because if one of them gets on, you want Vladdy up with somebody on and I, th- I just feel like too much is being made out of the start Vladdy had last year. Like he's gonna be such an elite 
hitter with such high average, high walk rate. Like he came out of the womb like eight days ago. Give him a fucking year. He's going to be so good. He is a number three hitter, if not a number two. Like, what are we doing here? I feel like they've been fat shaming this kid for a year and a half now. I feel like he, he's just an RBI machine. He's way more than that, man. He's not like he's way more than an RBI machine. Yes, he's an RBI machine, but he could be one of the greatest hitters to ever play. He could be like Tony Gwynn who hits for power. Do you know what I mean? Yes, and I, I think he will. But I but, think, but I feel like everything along the way is like mm, you want to be in the top three. You might want to lose weight, stop drinking. I really don't think. I really don't think that that's that's the idea. I think they they believe in those guys. They believe. Okay, so so Bo gets on. They're expecting. Okay, this guy's gonna either hit a home run. He's gonna hit a double. Something something big with pop. He's the only other guy I think that would make sense to be in that fourth spot to me. Then you would have Cabin leading off Vlad, then Lourdes, then Bo. I don't know. The top, the top two is perfect. I think it should be Bo Cavan. I think that's super great. If those guys, like especially Cavan, has a high on base percentage, so then the percentage of him, I think when Cavan really starts to fucking roll, you could say he'll get on base at like uh, 35 to like 38% rate. Yep. So then 35 to 38% of the time, Vladdy's got somebody on base in the first fucking inning. I think eventually, I think it is a good idea maybe to switch Cavan and Bo. I like I like the energy that that Bo brings to to leading off, but I just think if Cavan continues to walk more than he really hits, I want that leadoff walk, and then I want Bo to get him to second or third if he gets a hit i wonder if they're just making too much of laddie's ground ball rate last year and they're just thinking the potential of him grounding into a double play or something like that because he's not that fast but i just wish mm -hmm. that we could yeah. just let vladdy go a little bit and just let him figure it the fuck out because he has been walloping the ball in spring training his home runs are fucking crazy yeah bows too and his opposite field bows opposite field home run the other day was crazy can we also talk for a second about Danny Jansen's spring? I know. Danny Jansen's one of the guys that I want to get later in the rounds of fantasy so I can uh, capitalize on um, better guys for other positions because I think that Danny Jansen's a real sleeper to get in later rounds as a good offensive catcher. Well, maybe not in your league where all these Blue Jays fans are. <laughs> yeah, but who knows to what degree they're Blue Jays fans. They might just be like, I like the Blue Jays because Joe Carter and... Uh, because they're on Rogers and I don't know. Like, you, don't know. you know, it's it's so funny. I feel like I want to reference this podcast at us talking because we have so much material that we recorded that before we started publishing this. And I wanted to just go back to you wanting to start Reese McGuire and your excitement of Reese McGuire being our everyday catcher <laughs> instead of Danny Jansen and me being so pissed and going on to talk about how much of an offensive monster Jansen can be and was in the minors. Yeah, I've really... Uh, look, we all say things, right? Those were back in my drinking day. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think anyone expects someone to get their dick out in a parking lot, too. You know what I mean? Like there has to be some. It's sort of like how certain legal contracts can be voided based on the word pandemic being used by the World Health Organization. I feel like I'm allowed to retreat any comment I made after somebody takes their dick out in a parking lot in the daytime. Hey, you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. Look at me. Look at me, you little shit. I want you to go to your room right now. Open the closet and go to the bottom of that box you think your mom doesn't know about. Get that stinky, sticky penis pump and throw it in the fucking trash. I know it feels good, but it doesn't work, bro. You know what else doesn't work? Those fucking sketchy pills you ordered on the dark web. Guess what? You don't have to live with that freaky little wiener anymore. It's time for a dead dude's dick. Dead dude's dicks. It's exactly like it sounds, man. Some dude dies and we cut his penis off. We take pictures and we put it on an album online. You pick a dick and we chop yours off and stick the big one on. Bingo, now you got a great dick from a dead dude. 
feeling like you got a steady hand and nothing to lose? Chop your dick off yourself for 15% off. I know what you're wondering. Does a dead dude's dick even work? That's the kind of stupid question you ask when you got a little shit pecker like yours. Get the dead dick and feel the power. Head to www.getmethatdeaddick.com right now and use the promo code Buck and Tabby to unlock special, newly dead dicks exclusively available to Buck and Tabby listeners. We don't guarantee you can pee with a dead dude stick. If you can't pee, don't drink water. everybody welcome to blue jays talk i'm josh goldberg you know i know there's no baseball going on but uh we just thought we would give a chance for blue jays fans to uh call in and you know i can answer some questions i got nothing else to do i'm you know i'm quarantined at home let's open up the lines and see what's going on out in the world there uh george in hamilton what's going on george what do you got for us oh oh hey thanks for taking my call yeah anytime anytime george what do you got for me I have a tickle in my throat, and I've got a runny nose, and I I I feel a little weak, and I'm wondering, do you think I got the coronavirus? Yeah, well, I'm not a doctor. Um, I can't I can't be giving out medical advice on the air, but uh, why don't you go ahead and take me through your symptoms? No problem, and thank you for your concern. Yeah, all right, let's let's get to it. When I use the washroom for either a pee or a poo poop. Uh, when I pee, it hurts more than I would care to admit to you. Now, to be clear, when it comes out, it's yellow pee. Very much what we're used to, yellow pee. But I'm in searing pain, and I've actually uh-huh. I've actually taken to screaming when I pee. And when I poop, it's purple. And now, I know the original thought to that would be, well, it must be blood because it's purple, or maybe you've been eating beets. But I haven't been eating beets, and it don't look like blood. It looks more like blueberries. And so I think I'm shitting blueberries. Is that a, is that a symptom? All right, George. Uh, it's uh, I got a couple of questions here for you. Uh, first question. Um, have you had unprotected sex with a prostitute recently while you're eating blueberries? Yes. All right, well, I, I think that's clear as day. Listen, you, you've contracted syphilis, and you're eating too many blueberries. you you got to lay back big time on the blueberries, and uh, unfortunately, you're going to just have to live with the, the syphilis for a while because you're not going to be able to get any treatment for that. Everyone's, everyone's uh, jam-packed in the, in, in the hospitals, and it's only going to get worse. So uh, what else you got for us? Uh, any thoughts about the Blue Jays? Thank you so much for letting me know. I was so that I had the COVID, and now you're just telling me, oh, I have a syphilis, and that is the best news I could have got today. I'm going to walk well, down the street with my mouth agape, singing, singing, and taking in viruses. Thank you, Josh. Uh, uh, hold on, hold on, George. Uh, uh, all right, it seems, seems like we've lost uh, George there. Uh, we'll wish him all the best. Uh, let's, let's, let's see who else we got here. Uh, okay, shit. Jennifer in Toronto. Uh, it looks like we got Jennifer in Toronto. What's going on, Jennifer? What do you got for us? Any thoughts on the Blue Jays? I have a couple of thoughts about this whole thing that's going on. It may be related to the Blue Jays. What I find is that I am a superior being and I have a superior immune system. I can't foresee myself contracting coronavirus. What I'm suggesting to the league and to you and to all of sports is that we gather together these superior beings with the heightened immune systems and we become the new athletes. We will not be affected by the disease and we will be able to perform sports at a high level for the entertaining of the masses. All right. Well, I guess I was wrong. That was not Jennifer in Toronto. That was a crazy person. Uh... Uh, I don't know what their name is, but that is absolutely not going to happen. You do not have a superior system. There is no one immune from from the COVID-19, the novel coronavirus. You can get it. You will get it. I once ate 59 chicken wings in 
16 minutes in, I felt nothing the next day, not a stomach ache, not bad gas, and I didn't have diarrhea. If you want to try to convince me that that isn't a sign that I am superior, I'd love to know your thoughts. Uh, well, I, I can't deny that. That does sound quite impressive, and I'm highly jealous when I eat even four spicy chicken wings. I spend the next day shitting you know, at least seven times in a day. So uh, I'm quite jealous, but that has nothing to do with uh, the the ability for your immune system to protect itself from getting the, 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 the coronavirus COVID-19. So uh, we're going to move on here from now. Um, anyone out there does have any questions about the Blue Jays, we would appreciate kind of steering towards there. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a medical practitioner. I don't know too much about medicine or, or the coronavirus um, so any thoughts about the blue jays you know if you want to talk to me about vladdy uh, how he looked in the spring training boba shed maybe you want to talk to me about uh, uh about danny jansen i don't know uh, let's 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 try to stick it to the blue jays okay we got uh we got rick and perry sound what do you got for us rick hey there big man how you doing today no, i'm good go ahead yeah, my call is uh, pretty simple, pretty straightforward, but I think it addresses something that's sort of been ripped around in the Blue Jays thing for a while now. And talking about Laddie. Sorry, you're cutting, you're, you're cutting out there. Sorry, yeah, I just wanted to talk about uh, something that's sort of been ripping around in the Blue Jays system. You know, Vladdy needs to lose weight, Vladdy's in shape, and people are like all about Vladdy being thin and more athletic, and I just want to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, uh, this this off season, you know, we we got to give Vladdy a chance to to prove what he's done in soft season. So far, we don't. Well, my thing know. is like like you know like I love baseball, I love sports, but like I'm also I'm not opposed to being turned on too. You know, so when I watch Vladdy the way he is now, I'm like that's a that's a super sexy man. You know what I'm saying? I'm like don't don't fuck with his body because like, like maybe part of the reason why I'm watching is for that butt. You know what I mean? So you're saying you don't want to you don't want to mess around with the butt? Well, I'm not gonna like body shame somebody or tell them like they can't be who they want to be. But for me, you know, Dan, gotta you're gonna lose a lot of baseball fans. Uh, not only with this coronavirus, but maybe if you take some weight out of Laddie's butt and like you really can't afford to do that, so maybe the kid should stay big, stay strong, stay hot. You know, I think you got a point there, and uh, people underestimate the amount of power that comes from a butt. Uh, a lot of Vladdy's power comes from his lower half, and he he's got a strong butt. And uh, I think you're really think, strong butt. Yeah, I think you're bang on there. Uh, let's move on, a unless you got any other questions. Uh, I don't want to cut you off. I would dive into his butt. Uh, that's not a question. I would dive into his butt. Still not a question. You, you can't just uh, uh, you can't just uh, glide up at the end of a sentence uh, with your with your voice and turn it into a question. That's that's a statement. With a sort of valley girl inflection. Do you think I could slide into his butt? Uh, do you mean physically or... Uh, emotionally. Do I think you could emotionally slide into Vladimir Guerrero Jr.'s butt? Is that the question? Yes. Uh, I don't know what that means, to be honest. Uh, let me just... The answer is yes. I could emotionally, physically, and spiritually do it. Oh, God. <clears throat> so you're telling me you think Vladimir Guerrero would allow this? I'm asking you, do you think he would? Uh, absolutely not. Okay, thanks for your thoughts. I'm going to hang up and listen. All right, no problem, Rick. Again, uh, everyone out there, whether you're, I, don't, I don't know where, you, where, you're, where you're listening to. I hope you're at home. But uh, again, these are not real questions about the Blue Jays. We're trying to keep this podcast friendly. You know, I don't want any colorful language. Try and steer clear from the sexual stuff. Uh, we're just trying to talk about baseball here and, and during the time of pandemic. All right. Uh, we got any other calls out there? Dudley in uh, Truro. What do you got for us, Dudley? Hey, I don't, hey how are you? Hey. Uh, I don't definitely like watch baseball or anything like that. No, so like I don't like it's not that I don't have anything against that, but anyway, like because we're doing this whole like self isolation or like whatever. And like I started watching it and so like I remember, like, when I was, like, a kid, and and I'd play baseball, and I'd swing the bat, and I'd hit the ball off the bat, and it would kill my hands. Like, just killed my hands. And I was like, ah, I can't, I can't play like this. I'm going to, ah, my hands. And, and much like when I watch what they're doing, I'm like, why aren't they, like, shaking their hands? Like, it kills. 
Ah, uh, well, these guys are trained professionals. They they're taking the hacks all day. They know exactly how to swing the bat, so that uh, they're trying to make a, a contact with the with the very specific spot in the bat that leaves them without a, a hand shaking feeling. You know, it doesn't hurt steroids because it kills. Like especially like colder weather, like fucking kills. Like how do you do it? All right. Well, I was trying to explain to you. You know, there's a specific spot in the bat where if you. I'm hit like the thinking bottom. about it now, and it's like I'm actually writhing my hands because I remember how much it kills. All right, Dudley. Uh, you got to explain to me what you're, how you're hitting the ball, because I, I don't know how to help you if, if you're just going to keep doing the same thing. I'm trying to explain to you something here, and it feels like you're not really listening. Sorry, sorry. Okay, like okay. So tell me how. All right, Dudley. Are you, are you, are you playing by yourself, or is someone throwing the ball to you? Ow! 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 I just felt it again. Ow. <laughs> Dudley, I didn't even hear a bat in the background. What are you doing? Oh, it's oh, when it's chilly. Oh. Oh. You're telling me you just you just hit a ball with a bat and your hands are, your hands are hurting. No, it's like sense memory. Like I'm remembering. You're, you're you're remembering hitting the ball. I'm I'm a feeler, you know, and I can remember connected with myself, and I can remember it, and it killed. Yeah. All right. Uh, you got any questions for us? Yes. This is my question for the Blue Jays. All right, go ahead. Do you think that the 2020 Blue Jays, or whenever they play again, like, I don't know, but whenever the Blue Jays play again, do you think that they'll win? Do you, are you asking me if I think they'll win a game? Yeah, yeah. do you think a, a number they'll like, like, win a bit? Like, I don't know how many, like, but, like, do you think they'll win a bit? Uh, yeah, I think for sure we're going to win a few games. Uh, oh, great. That's really great. That's exciting. Okay, yeah. Uh, Sam, Sam, can we get this guy off the line, please? Uh, I'm sorry. Uh, is he still there? Ow, 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 ow. <laughs> Are you remembering hitting the ball again? Yes. All right, I'm going to take you through a visualization exercise here. I want, I want, you, to, I want you to close your eyes, Dudley. Are you got you, you your eyes closed? Jeff, they didn't close the whole time. <laughs> All right, good, Dudley. Uh, I want you to imagine you're you're standing in the batter's box. All right. Oh. No, no, no. You haven't you haven't hit the ball yet. <laughs> Dudley, you haven't hit the ball yet. Okay. 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 You're okay, just okay, you're okay. standing in the box. You're looking at this pitcher there. Okay. He's gonna toss. He's gonna toss the ball underhand to you. It's gonna be a soft. Uh, no, 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 no. He hasn't uh, done. It. He hasn't done it yet. Okay. Okay. No okay, pain. Okay. There's no pain. All right, all right Dudley. Okay. All right. So you're looking at the picture. He, you can see he's got his arm back. He's gonna toss that thing nice and slow okay. underhand. Okay. You, you, you haven't made contact yet. There's no pain. Okay. 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 And you've got your bat, right? Okay. okay. Now I want you to try and hit the ball. Okay. But I want you to hit it in a very specific spot. And I want you to hit it gently. Just, just. Just lean back a little bit and and flow right through the ball. I want you to imagine okay, you're going okay. right through. Now that you're okay, gonna make contact, okay. it might hurt a little bit, but I think okay, it's okay. gonna be a lot less than before. All right. Okay. All right. Here comes the pitch. It's in the air. It's coming towards you, Dudley. Get ready to swing now. Three, two, one. Now swing, swing the bat. Hiya! Oh, oh, oh! What hurts, Dudley? You gotta tell me what's going on. My heart and my hands. Why is your heart hurt, Dudley? Because I'm scared. What are you scared of? Being hurt. I understand, Dudley. I get it. My heart hurts too. Yeah. Do you think we have the? Do you think you think we have the virus? Have you heard anything about hearts hurting from getting coronavirus? I have. Isn't that what all the news is about? I I don't know how to answer that question. You don't need to answer. You just need to talk with your heart. I'm trying. I'm really trying, Dudley. Let me just try for a second. Let me just try for a second. Oh, ow, 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 my hands. Ooh. Yes, you see it, Dudley. Oh, oh, my hands. How do they do it? Exactly. Yes. I understand. I understand how you feel now. It hurts so much when you hit it. All right, it uh, looks like we've lost Dudley and Trero. And uh, that's all the time we got for today. So uh, everyone out there in Canada, we, we hope to to be back in, in the next couple of days, do another Blue Jays talk. But uh, I don't know if I can handle this anymore. You know, I'm not, I'm, we're not even talking about baseball. There's no baseball to watch. Uh, people are calling in and crying. 
All right, I'm Josh Goldberg, and this is Blue Jays Talk. Let's wrap up here with the final kind of thoughts about, you know, if baseball ever does happen again this season, do you believe in the hype? Do you believe in their own hype? I, the spring, do you believe in the spring training? Team looks good. I believe in the offensive promise of the spring training for sure. And I believe that... Pitching promise too. The pitchers haven't been bad. Yeah, I think Shoemaker could be solid. I think Roark could be solid. I think Ryu could be solid. I think like health is obviously a big factor because God knows that the Blue Jays struggle with that. But uh, I think... But we have so much depth. We have so much pitching depth now, it feels like. I think it'll be a really exciting day when Nate Pearson comes and he throws 104 and nobody's in the stands because they're not allowed to be. <laughs> it's just oddly quiet as he's ripping up the radar gun. And we can't use months as reference anymore, but when we're three weeks from the playoffs... Do you think we're going to be sitting here talking about how excited we are that we've got a chance? I think it'll be like a really outside chance. Like I think like say three weeks of playoffs, they might be like five and a half games back or something like that. But at least like it's, it, it gets you interested in the, in the games. Like I, I can, I can get behind a five and a half game deficit in three weeks, even though it's probably quite rare for that to be overcome. At least it's exciting. I think for me, this, this season rests on Lourdes Gurriel Jr. I think for us to be a major threat to make the playoffs, we need we need the Gurriel Jr. that we've seen and we need him healthy. I think he's the I think he's the tipping point for this offense hmm. because I think it's way more important that Vladdy starts to hit his potential than it is that he is good. I think even that if it makes he, up for a lot. It makes up for a lot, but I'm kind of I feel like even if he doesn't, even if we get a full season of what Vlad's like medium is, whatever, like that was still super solid. It wasn't exciting. At times it was exciting when he was in San Francisco and he hit those two bombs, his first two home runs. That was super exciting. And when he first came up, like his eye was still really good. He was looking at, he was spitting on like really tough pitches. Even in spring training, he's still swinging at that low outside slider. It drives me fucking crazy. Six strikeouts in spring. I, I I was trying to look at the baseball reference, see if I could see what the strikeouts were on, if they were on sliders, but I could I, I got no idea how to figure that out, even if, if if it's even available. It's probably not for spring training. But we, think about think about how amazing we've seen Gurriel. Like to me No, he has a beautiful swing. And he has the potential to be a superstar. He's got those flashes when he's healthy. I know, and he's so cheap too. Yeah. And 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 remember, there was a time at, at the so going from 2017 into 2018, it was like, whoa, this guy is incredible. And we were thinking, um, before Freddie Galvez came, we we're like, this guy's, we, he's going to be our starting shortstop. Yeah. Because he's got an amazing bat. But I don't want that anymore. I don't want him to play the infield. I don't no. like that they're trying him out at first base. I'm like, leave him the fuck alone. Like, he just got over his, like, mental issue of playing in the infield but if we get if we if he's not injured all the time he's that like on top of Kevin Bo and Vlad having that guy that no one's thinking about no one's worrying about coming out there and mashing that's like suddenly this lineup is so scary I think people are more worried about Guriel than they are Biggio like opposing teams for sure they're more worried about about him hitting dingers but i think they're that power in general like even doubles. yeah but i'm talking i think biggio's scary for pitchers because they they know that they can't he, he's not going to get himself out it's like they start getting in their head and they're like oh i can't nibble if if he if i do he's gonna he's gonna spit on it he's gonna let it go for a ball and then i'm either gonna walk him and i don't want to walk him so then i'm gonna challenge him and you can hit it when they challenge him so i think that he gets in their head you know they, you don't just you don't you don't scoot on by past Biggio. I don't think he gets in their head yet. I think they've got a couple landmines to maneuver around. I think Bichette has the potential to do that. Vladdy, Guriel. I think like a guy with a really great eye is far less intimidating than a guy who can hit into the fifth deck. Yeah, maybe. It might be more, I think, I think it's more frustrating for those pitchers. I don't think Biggio's on the top of their list for who they're afraid to challenge. I guess Biggio's just so much more in the 
the media landscape and the American media landscape because of his dad. And when people talk about the young Jays, they're talking about Bo and, and Vlad and Biggio, but rarely mentioning Guriel Jr. And I just think, and definitely not mentioning Jansen offensively, but man, if those two guys hit, we're going to be really good. I agree. We will be really good. I'm I'm excited. But this is like this little delay. It could be good for like Barucky for sure. And it also could be interesting enough for like Nate Pearson's service time. I don't know how that's going to work. All of this is just so frustrating. Like I'm sad. I'm really sad. And I don't know what to do with all with 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 my eye time. You know, I don't know what to look at. I'm looking at the news all the time. No, like it's like you want to look forward to the summer. Now I'm like, oh, can we put the summer on hold too, so that we can have good weather when we're allowed to be outside? Like, dude, you might you might be out of a job. I know. I know. Like, I'm gonna be out of a job here pretty soon. You can just feel that coming. Wow. It's time for baseball. <laughs> wow. I have never seen that. Hanging wow. Shamsky. It's time for baseball.